0: Coming to you from the last place you looked, it's the Lost Remote podcast starring Arthur, Zach, and Brian. We're coming to you this week to talk about the movie House from 1986 starring William Catt, who was the greatest American hero and the dude with the luscious locks in Carrie, playing horror author Roger Cobb. Cobb, who seems to be at a Stephen King level of celebrity, is looking to do a more personal book about his time in Vietnam when he finds out his aunt has passed away in the home he lived in after his mother had died. Roger is troubled by the house which his aunt aunt had said was haunted and his son disappeared in, causing him and his TV star wife to split. Getting settled in, Roger meets his next-door neighbor, who's Norm from Cheers, George went, and steals every scene he's in. From there, the movie shows Roger initially fighting for his sanity, as he's either going crazy or the house is coming after him. Things really pick up as his ex-wife shows up, turns into a monster, gets dealt with, he meets another neighbor, she has him babysit, and Roger does a stakeout with Norm from Cheers. Then he loops back to save his son from the depths of the house, all while flashing back to Vietnam and trying to enjoy a little solitude. It's a magical place where the psychological and supernatural combine. This is House. Gentlemen, what did we think about
1: House? Go ahead, Brian. Oh, me? Okay. Well, I mean, I like it. It's uh, it's an old one for me. Something I remember from my childhood, once again. You know, the images stick out. Um, You know, monsters. Always a plus. Well, these phantasms of monsters, whatnot. It's um an interesting movie. It doesn't really give me the horror vibe. And there's, <laughs> I'm gonna say this now and get it out of the way. The back-to-back music montages,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Kind of <laughs> took me out of the flick.
0: Very out of nowhere. Yeah. It's, it's a little uneven. I think when you talk about the the monsters or the phantasms or whatever. It's interesting to see a movie where they're very much in the light. You know, there's no tricks to hide them or anything. They're just, the room is well lit, and they are there on display at all times, it feels like, uh, when when they're in the room.
1: Yeah.
0: So does that make it less scary, or the movie was just designed to be less scary, I would want
1: I to. think it. I think it was designed that way. It feels that way. Because, I mean, the designs of the monsters are really good, even in the light. Especially the uh, bloated version of his wife. Yes. You know, that looked really good and creepy. Yeah, you agree, there's Arthur?
0: interesting mix. You know, there's always a weird line to, ta- to toe with uh, horror comedy. And not everything succeeds, I would say. Uh, but yeah, the 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 deep the deep level of detail with the creature design, I think, helps us quite a bit.
1: Oh yeah, uh, and I have you know some theories about the movie, uh, but um, other than that, I mean, it's it what it was the montages, and not only that, they were back to back, interrupted only by uh, I believe the neighbor. Right, and um, I, I, I understand. I completely understand, and it goes into my theory of the flick. I understand why we get the flashbacks so often of Vietnam, but they kind of, for me, they slow the movie down a little bit. Just for, just, 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 just a smidge.
2: Kind of agree with you on that. They do slow it down a little bit, but that's actually, to me, it's a good thing that they slow it down because the, some of the other pacing is just, you know, it's, it's, it's a sprint. I mean you know and so th- i think the the flashbacks help to bring it to uh, to kind of you know s- stop it so it's just not just bam 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 you know as it rolls through it oh, i just wish they were a little shorter i
1: i understand their necessity and i believe they are very crucial to the plot of the movie
2: and yeah i i agree with you there too they should i mean some of them could be a lot shorter <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: so it just feels like a very uneven flick Mm -hmm. there are some things that if you were to amplify what they were doing in this scene, in this scene, awesome. You know, like you could have a, like an all time hit, but it just like, it had these like, go, 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 you know, like for one, one of my favorite scenes is the burying, uh, once again, uh, forgot to mention at the beginning, lost remote podcast, uh, we are talking spoilers. So uh, abandon if you planned on watching it, and you will hate hearing specific points. Uh, But when he's burying the uh, bloated demon version of his ex-wife, that was a beautiful scene, you know, with the neighbor walking over and the covering up the conversation with the hand. Like, I loved it. It was very uh, rammy esque um, it felt like an Evil Dead 2 extension. Uh, I think we made the parallel with Evil Dead uh, existing maybe in the same universe as Nightmare on Elm Street. I think these also exist in the same universe at this point. Uh, Possibly. Look, at the, look at the eyes of the demons, uh, the behavior of the Undead Hand, things like that. It just, It all seems to tie together. So I found myself really enjoying this in sprints and then kind of slacking off and then enjoying it. Uh, overall,
2: yeah, pretty solid. It's, it's fun. It's a fun little movie. I mean, it's, it, there's, you know, room for improvement. But I, I like the, uh, what cracked me up is the very beginning. Not the very beginning, but the uh, whenever you first are introduced to Roger and he's signing his books, just the diverse fan base that he has is amazing. He's got the punk rocker, and then he's got the, you know, 82-year-old grandma in the same line waiting to sign his books. And then I also like the woman yelling for uh, how great his wife is. In her show, yeah. her ex-wife oh, is in her show. <laughs> uh, we're split. Oh, she's the best. Yeah.
0: She's great. You know, I, I agree. Yeah. So there was the way that scene was shot, like the humor in it, it was you, the pace of that. And the setup of that, I wanted more of that interaction with him. And I know they kind of channeled it with, I'm just going to keep calling him norm. Um, you know, they, We're able to sow the seeds later of how popular he is and why that would work. But Brian, you were about to say, I'm sorry.
1: No, I just said, yeah, I was agreeing.
2: Oh,
0: okay. So it's a great point to take.
2: Did Norm (laughs) or Harold, the character in the movie, did he pull his uh, Roger Cobb's book out of the trash? (laughs) Because he pulls it out of his pocket and it literally falls into a thousand pages. It's like every page is separated in the book. Either he's read it a whole bunch or... Yeah, that's why I kind of tie into him being maybe like a Stephen King
0: level author at that point. You know, King was already a celebrity mid eighties. Uh, I just think it's a cult. I think I just think it sets up uh, uh, the way his cult following is. Yeah, uh, you know, he's just universally known and appreciated. The cops show up later; they're big fans. Uh, you know, it just it's it's a good thing. And the the solitude joke, I really enjoy the. Running joke of, I need solitude. Great. Solitude's much better with somebody else. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Harold's a great character in this. I, I could have used more Harold in it, I think.
1: Yeah, I agree there. Solitude is, you know, best with a midnight snack. Unannounced. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Where he just walks into your house and then goes up the stairs to get you. Well, <laughs> he already
0: showed not having any kind of uh, boundaries because he had already done the bringing the dog inside the gate to use the restroom right i, I can't remember the order of those two but yeah he definitely yeah. isn't it was a dog
1: because he catches him he catches him coming out that was a hell of a slide can we all just say that was a hell of a slide oh, on his knees yes yeah the, wow
0: the stunt work on uh <laughs> where he's trying to capture on film the demon you know or whatever's in the closet and he does his escape route planning Uh, My knees buckled like three times watching it. (laughs) And I was looking for the knee pads to pull off that slide and I couldn't see them. So, Uh, yeah, it's it's quite an athletic achievement, I would say.
2: (laughs) Well, and so that's athletic. But have you noticed any time he's moving away from something, he's the clumsiest character in a horror movie that's ever been. He falls down the stairs. He trips over the uh, grout in the tile in the kitchen when he comes in after the uh, the uh, knives or all the uh, gardening utensils try to kill him in the shed. So, I mean, do I th- just thought that was hilarious.
0: Maybe it's because he's channeling, in that part, his NOM training, and being a civilian, he's not as acclimated again. Uh, I wonder if that's any kind of a on-purpose choice there. Uh, I don't know. I do love the floating gardening tools. Uh, the... <laughs> The look of that, and when they are used to attack the uh, the witch or whatever, yeah. uh, I think she's credited as the witch is uh, just beautiful. It's poetic. Yeah. It's a really cool shot. I mean, there's cool stuff in this. It just it's, it's fun. It's just flawed. Yeah, I would go with the uneven, but the slight, but the tilted up above. You know, like better than bad in the log category of movies better than that so what else stands out from you in this did you did you think we were gonna get the kid saved up until the last third of the movie i didn't even think that was in play did that catch you off guard
1: uh unfortunately when i first saw it i was a kid and so i was already well aware um I, I i think it was i think there was a little bit of it being in play but yeah it would have been a long shot uh, what i didn't expect was the v-neck <laughs>
0: that does come out of nowhere that and assault good. you in the best way right? <laughs> yes everyone
1: if, if you if you can't handle extreme <laughs> v-neck sweaters on people much less a dude <laughs> you are not going to like this movie It will, yeah, will
2: want to turn it off That is definitely the Definitely the deepest v-neck I've ever seen In my life for a guy to wear around And it shows I mean, most of the shoulders too i yeah. heard it
0: was the inspiration For the miniseries V I mean it was that big a v-neck <laughs> it, was just, it really popularized The whole letter V in the 80s So mm-hmm. I think chronologically that may have come out Before this but I'm going to go with my joke there Because it's bad <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the v-neck was uh was quite the choice but it got him a babysitting job i mean can we talk about the i here's what's weird to me is this movie apparently is rated r i Why? don't see it yeah like <laughs> this is the 80s man uh casual nudity you could get a pg uh deep violence you could get a pg 13 at this point what what is the r rating in this movie did you notice it because i, I-
1: I, I think it was a marketing ploy.
0: Actually, I just may have answered it. I wonder if the scene with the ant in the beginning is an automatic R.
2: Maybe, uh, but it might also be because it's a horror movie, and it might have also drawn like a little... Well, technically it's a horror movie. It might have drawn a little uh, harsher a little ratings. Yeah, a little more and, scrutiny on it. But
0: if you... I mean, you look at like uh, Temple of Doom or something, It's. I think that's a more extreme movie, but I... I get what you're saying, you know, when it's legit monsters and stuff like that, they might not, but there's a lot of monster movies in the 80s that I feel like, I mean, Monster Squad, I feel like is as violent, but it's, perhaps it is, I, I, I do think maybe it hinges on, on the ant's death at the beginning, might be an automatic type of uh, R. I situation. agree,
1: because I can't see anything else in that movie, and, and the only other reason I would think that they, like, it would be R is because they begged for an R. To get more people to watch it. Yeah, you're muted. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's weird because it almost feels like um, <laughs> it's 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 almost like a kid movie. It's almost a kid
2: haunted house movie. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah, um, it, wa- it walks a line. Yeah. So so, gonna- so yeah, to to mention the, what you mentioned about him getting the babysitting gig. That just I know when a man wants to work and I know when a man wants to play. Screw not her. with me, but with my two-year-old son. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a bad mom.
0: Oh, yeah. That is not a good mother.
1: Lady, no, your I, kid is crying in the bathroom with a man.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't think anything of it. She almost doesn't know the difference between their two names. Because they're both like our names. And she's just like half-heartedly going like,
2: Roger. And
0: what is it? Ricky, Randy, Robert, Robert. She <laughs> didn't. If she doesn't care, I don't care.
2: Yeah. And she didn't notice a uh, dead ghoul hand on the back of her son's shirt as they come into the house. Well, the yeah. problem is Which, she already
1: bought one of those and thought it was the toy.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Which, here's I love his the hand playroom. coming
1: back. The hand yeah. coming back there was awesome.
2: Uh, yeah, the dog's stealing it. it. Do what? The dog stealing the hand, and then uh, oh, yeah. the hand coming right back into the scene. That Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the hand coming back was was just great. And then the uh, – I like how – and this is something I've noticed. This is another 80s movie. Like in Poltergeist, she tries to flush the bird down the toilet. He flushes a whole demon hand. What yeah. kind of plumbing did they have that could take that big of a load? <laughs> this, when they
0: talk about how the toilets used to go – and used to handle a lot more, they were specifically saying toilets in the 80s with different water control could flush demon hands. It's a very important feature not seen in modern toilets.
2: Apparently, because we just flush everything down the toilet in the 80s. (laughs) Pets, demons,
0: probably documents.
1: Alligators. Alligators.
0: Oh, yeah, because they would grow up in the sewers and get bigger, right? Yeah, that's right.
2: 80's so a guy, wild time. Yeah, let, let's talk about some of the supporting cast in this. You got Richard Mole, which was... It, I always like seeing... Anytime I see him in it, I just... I love him. And, uh, you know, he's in Night Court. And then he's in a whole bunch of other stuff. But he has that distinguished look. When you see him, you know exactly who it is. And I, I was glad that he ended up being, I guess, antagonist number two besides the house? I mean... Yeah, it... um.
0: It was very interesting to kind of bring him in at the end. Uh, I love the design of that, but it also doesn't feel like that's what we were building to. It's such a weird uh, Chris, like such a weird final boss. Uh, but he's cool looking. It's just one of those, wait, how did we get here? You know well,
1: like, I gotta disagree. I think I think the Vietnam scenes were all about that.
0: I yeah, I do. I th- two but at the same time it's also a weird final boss when yeah. the house is seen as the the house it's it's just
1: yeah it, i got a theory I, like i said and, and i'll explain it and you might make more sense
2: is it not time to explain it now
1: nah, it's for later well, i'll throw
2: okay. i'll throw my theory in on it is so the house knows everything about him the, his aunt tells him that and so the Vietnam is one of his greatest shames as well as losing his kids. So the house kind of uh, pushes him to where he's got a, a front, his, you know, someone he was afraid of and someone that he abandoned to die. And so I think that's why it's Ben is his, you know, the big, So bad the house his... has
0: choosed his destructor type of thing. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, another character in the movie, one of those, that guy's, the hotel manager from ghostbusters yep doing the thank yep. you for coming to this
2: house mm-hmm. S- so uh i'm going to point this out did y'all notice the name of the real estate company no it is craven real estate and so i am going to say that that is probably a call to the great west craven yeah mm-hmm. but not uh, the another- hunter yeah not the hunter yeah. <laughs> one of the other uh, that guy's in it is a. Uh, He's credited as police officer. He was uh, Bubba from In the Heat of the Night, the the one that the white one that comes in the house, not uh, Steve Williamson or the you know the uh, the the other one that uses the bathroom. He actually goes on from here to try to kill Jason.
1: As a bounty hunter. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. Did we?
0: are we <laughs> sorry in the, in the chat? I just shared a picture of, uh, Richard giving a big bear hug to Lou Ferrigno. We'll put it on the Twitter. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, it's just quite the sight. That's uh, when we break. <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought there, but I'm fine with that. Uh, let's move on. Uh, any quotes that stood out to you guys? I thought there was a couple really good lines and all of them coming from Harold, uh,
2: anything stand out there Brian do you have any good quotes no okay I've got (laughs) I've I've got we're not gonna force it yeah I've got one that I thought was hilarious so when Roger is watching Robert and he's typing and he's at his computer and Robert's not watching tv or he is or whatever but he's watching his wife's show and uh it cuts to it and she says my sister was an only child and you abused her. And I just had to pause and rewatch it because I started cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, either, like I said, that's either bad writing or they did not read it right. And I'm like, ah, screw it. it no one's going to notice that anyway. <laughs> that sounds like uh,
1: Zach's Sour Candy.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless like the Brian
0: Sweet Treat antithesis.
1: Yeah. Zach Sour Candy.
0: But that, uh, I, I like, thought that was hilarious. So That is amazing. I did not pick up on that. I just really like the nonchalant oops, sorry about that when the Ghostbusters hotel manager shoots a spear gun at him <laughs> and barely misses him, and he just goes, oops, sorry about that. Yeah. Like that's something people just do, you know, shooting spear guns within inches of your heart and be like, "Yeah, it's fine. That's- Let me show you around the house.
2: that's after he plugs trying to bring in his uh cousin to illegally fix up that the the studio and make it a guest house (laughs) yeah there's a lot of good
0: offers on display there uh i already kind of used my other line about the solitudes always better with someone else around amazing uh (laughs) i think it's time brian you want to drop a little sweet treat on us
1: sure thing Sweet treats, little details in the movies, sometimes it's dialogue, sometimes it's images. In this one, it was dialogue and images. Um, this sweet treat's kind of poor, so I'm adding my theory about the movie into the end. But the sweet treat is we're going to assume that his uncle uh, was in the Navy probably in around World War II because he's a good fisherman. They keep saying he was a good fisherman. And when he's going through the house, you say, blurred image of three... Navy men on the wall right behind him. And I assume one of them was grandpa or his uncle. But uh, my theory on the movie. um, Is well. I don't think the house was evil. I think. The entire flick. Was the house trying to get him to confront his failure and his, his 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 what he considered something that shamed him a little bit in Vietnam and his life with his wife because every monster is a reflection every monster is a reflection of his fears or his resentment like the wife the two kids um it and I think the house is actually playing an adversarial role, but not a malicious role. It's trying to get him to face himself and win and defeat it.
0: Is it really just a new age therapist? Yes. And he went yes. like out his son for a few, for a
1: period of time? Well, let's think about it. it. No one was ever in actually any danger. Sure. Like, it tries to trick you to think, oh, he, he, he shot his own wife. The, the house tricked him into shooting his wife. Not true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. That's I a like good it. point. I
1: also uh, like and, when he uh, fi- oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead.
2: What no, 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 no. Put your okay, theory okay. out there. Put your theory out well,
1: there. Well it I believe that the aunt actually just died and the house hung up her corpse. Because she's lived with it for so long. So long. And I and I imagine it basically helped her make all those paintings because we see the paintings of the tools doing their thing. They do all that at it all. It's all shown on the walls and in her paintings. I believe it is just trying to help this guy get his life together.
0: I slightly differ on the ant theory. Uh, like maybe she's helping it help the sun. I, you know, I don't know if that was all a mirage since we do see it played out twice but i i do see where you're going with it and i yeah i do i buy in at least 98 percent.
1: yeah yeah it it, it, it I, seems to be a, yeah like zach was that, that's why zach was right this that the what's his face was being a secondary adversary it seems odd well he's just a tool he's like and, and, and you see him slow down when he's got him dead to rights he slows down in his pursuit yeah.
2: Yeah, like he doesn't actually – it doesn't seem like he's actually trying to kill him. It just just seems like he's more trying to torture him.
1: Push him to face what – like he let his friend down in Vietnam, and that was basically eating away at
2: him. I like the theory that the house hung up aunt, you know. I like that because it just got tired of every damn year when she would put stockings on, hang up stockings by the chimney. So it's like, (laughs) I'll teach you, and hangs her up. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. There's the line Which, that it tricked her. It tricked her, me, but, Roger. It tricked yeah. me.
0: But maybe that house is tricking him there. I don't know. Yeah, that was...
1: The house was trying to play the role of a bad monster thing. Yeah. So he felt in danger. And then at the end of the movie, he realizes the only way he can get hurt is if he hurts himself.
0: Yep. Yep. I like it. All right, guys. One of the things we like to do here uh, during our podcast is to recommend pairings. Uh, so a movie you would show for a double feature with the movie House. Zach, up first, what would you pair with House?
2: You know, I would actually pair with House uh, the remake of House on Haunted Hill, the early 2000s remake with Famke Jansen in it. Um, that's okay. what I'd pair with it. Other than the word House is on the title, what do you, what do you think blends well there? Just, I mean, you're going to have one that's kind of a... I don't know, like a comedy of a, a horror movie with a house, and then the other one's actually a horror movie. Gotcha. Oh. I
0: haven't gotten to see that one yet, so I will take that recommendation under advisement. Brian?
1: Yeah, I'd pair it... Um, first I'd go with House. Then I'd go with Bubba Hotep. And the reason I'd go with Bubba Hotep second, I want to have House first, which is, you know, it's beyond... Like Zach said, it's a horror comedy, doesn't quite hit the comedy scale with me enough to really classify it as that, but it, it, it is attempting to be that at least. And I want that to really bring out how great Bubba Hotep is. So you start with the the less quality, and then you hit it with something that just knocked it out of the park.
0: Really, any excuse to get somebody watching Bubba Hotep, I will co-sign. Mm-hmm. Uh big fan of that. That's the I've got the I think I mentioned it the other week, the comic I just got the other week, which is Bubba Hotep and Ash uh doing some stuff together. Uh they say Bubba Hotep, but it's I mean it's, it's Elvis. Elvis. It's just the Elvis they, yeah. Right. But that but it's called Bubba Hotep uh versus Army of Darkness or something like that. So nice. Uh I think and I would actually show how second, I'm gonna go with Evil Dead 2. Uh, I was just struck in the middle of House how much Evil Dead 2 there was in it, uh, with the burying scene, with the hand, uh, with things like that. And I think uh, House would be the movie that if it's the second one and the person's starting to fall asleep a little bit, it's okay. Uh, So I would want them to to enjoy Ash in the Cabin and the comedy version, and then watch house and kind of cash out from there.
2: So you say there's some evil dead two in house. Would it not actually be correct to say there's some house and evil dead two, because evil, Dead two did come out two years after house. Uh,
0: that's fine. But I'm talking about in the order I viewed him and honestly, <laughs> yeah, if it's, uh, I, uh, I, I was curious about the release times on that. Um, but I didn't get a chance to look the, yeah. the, I think you could easily see, um, where, you know, maybe the burial scene in Evil Dead 1, they took a look at it and they were like, that'd be funny. And then Sam's like, it is funny. I'm going to do it again. You know, there's yeah. there's definitely uh, some house in my Evil Dead 2, but I'd rather show Evil Dead 2 first because I think they do it better. It could, uh, well, you know, Evil Dead two's the better movie, so. Right. I mean, just unquestionably. Uh, so.
1: It won't end up on the bottom of my list, I promise.
2: I, absolutely not. If it ends up on the bottom of your list, Brian's rankings no longer matter. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to rank Evil Dead 2 below Evil Dead. (laughs) Speaking of rankings.
1: Because sequels are always inferior to the original.
0: (laughs) Rare occasions,
1: rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, let's talk about the rankings. If you're new to the Lost Remote Pad podcast or you've been here before, Uh, We keep a running tally of the greatest movie of all time. We have settled for now on a bit of a ranking system. Basically, our top three are in play, and then it gets weighted from there. So the question would be, does this movie crack the top three for you? And from there, we'll figure it out. Zach, does this movie get into your top three, uh, which is currently...
2: It's currently Evil Dead, Poltergeist, and then The Blob. And no, this movie does not crack my top three. It's okay. a fun watch. i probably put it at number four. Uh, okay, just so you a- would
0: watch this over Hellraiser?
2: I'd watch this over the original Hellraiser, yeah. Okay. Brian?
1: Mine does not make the top three. It goes above Hellraiser. Really? Oh, wait, is that is that my top three?
0: Your top three are currently poltergeist blob hellraiser and evil dead
1: so house does make my top three my bad wow number three
0: so you've got poltergeist blob house hellraiser evil dead and so the question for me i've got blob evil dead and poltergeist Honestly, I've got this at the bottom. I would put it below Hellraiser for me. So it is not cracking our top three overall. Um, At that point, because of the weighted scale and the way (laughs) things roll around here, I think the blob has wiggled its way to the top because the blob has a number one. It has a number two, and it has a number three. Whereas Poltergeist has a two, a one,
2: and, and a three.
0: No, it's out of the... <laughs> oh, it's in the three. Dang it. Yep. Blob <laughs> and Poltergeist remain the tough fight.
1: tough fight of guys. all
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fun to do math live. That's my favorite thing.
2: Yep. Uh, you know, it looks like we're, we're we're broadcasting live via tape delay. <laughs>
0: yeah, but we don't edit much. So you can find this movie on Amazon Prime. I don't think it was free streaming on anything else. When you guys look, did you watch it any other way? I I watched it on Prime. I've also got the Arrow full set because apparently there's four House movies. Yeah. Or technically House movies, even though they're not all called House. This is a very interesting series of films, I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, this I'll, is a... Or go I'll ahead, Brian. I've got the House 1 and 2, like, set.
0: Yeah. I, I know as a kid, I would see the case for this movie, and I was not interested because the floating hand ringing the doorbell scared me. I think it was a very effective movie poster. Do you guys remember the first time you watched it?
2: No, or actually. First
0: memories around it?
1: No.
2: I, I was a kid when I watched this, and I didn't know it was House. I, j- I reali- didn't realize I'd watched it before until uh, you see The Witch, and then I was like, oh, I've seen this. Like, it just one image sparks, and I don't know how old I was when I watched it. I most likely was a kid, so, I mean, like, you know, under 10.
1: Sure. Yeah, like
2: Ryan, I
0: believe you have uh... – a new decision point for us on what we're watching this yeah uh, well week.
1: i've noticed you know we've covered the creature feature we've done our monster slasher horror and then we've done our isolation flick now we did a haunted house kind of thing and i was like is there any other media like mediums we could cover and i was like yeah there is one And um, this particular flick has some scary stuff in it when you really break it down. It's not meant to be a horror movie. That's the reason I'm a little apprehensive about it uh, being on the cast. But it's got decapitated people. It's got uh, post-apocalypse surroundings. It's got giant rock people that eat creatures. It's... It's um an interesting flick and it and it is kind of creepy. It's got some creepy elements all throughout it. And that's why I was wondering if you guys would like to review Return to Oz as a yes. creepy
2: kid oh. wanting to
0: do Return to Oz. Like I was going to call it out for a later episode. I'm 100% in on Return to
2: Oz. I, I was actually thinking is he describing the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> so, it's like not a horror movie, but it is because it's so. To shit. your yeah. point,
0: creepy. Kid uh, movie. We'll we'll get into the nitty gritty of it next week. But to your point about whether or not it's horror, that was the whole reason we chose Lost Remote for the name. Like we wanted to mostly watch horror stuff, but we were also going to leave ourselves open to other things along the way. And we're not for for People listening to this pod, which I know includes our moms and then a few other people, uh, you know, we're most we're listening to the '80s or we're talking about the '80s, uh, but we're going to do some '90s and we're going to do some 2000s. Like we're going to range it around a little, yeah. and that's why the name is what it is. I I absolutely wanted to suggest Return to Oz at some point, so I am four million percent in. Uh, it's on Disney Plus, so it'll be easy for people to watch it. Yeah, uh, I great. love I love the pick.
1: Yeah, I, I I just was like, you know what, we need to round out some of these, you know, archetypal films, and that that's one of the creepy kid movies. Yes. It's just like, ugh, there's some creepy stuff, like just the Deadly Desert, all that, you know. We'll, uh, we'll get into it. It'll be it a next. blast. Uh, yeah.
0: Poltergeist, your days are numbered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Return to Oz next. Watch it on Disney Plus. Uh, any other kind of shout-outs, uh, movies you've checked out, uh, things you're excited about coming up? I'm excited to see Freaky. I think it'll drop to home streaming in like two more weeks. I was in theaters this weekend. I think they said like a two- or three-week window. Uh, body switch movie with Vince Vaughn. Um, I think it'll be ah. a lot of fun. Blumhouse production. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, anything else? Anything on your radar? Mm-mm. Thanksgiving's coming up, so watch uh, Adam's Family Values for the greatest <laughs> uh, tale of how the first Thanksgiving
2: went. That's always yeah. a good one to watch around this season. So, yeah, guys, I think we should... Uh, yeah, I'm going to be watching Adam's Family Values on uh, <laughs> next week, so... Yes. But I guess so, I'll jump into Return to Oz as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. Brian, you want to take us home here?
1: Yeah, okay. Folks, When you know that a creepy, horrific, eldritch creature is going to pop out of a closet, please do not lie to your neighbor. Tell him it's going to be a raccoon. That is the worst choice you could ever make. He was already visibly scared of a raccoon in the closet. How did you think he was going to be any use in this situation when he saw what was really going to be popping out of there? And I've just got to say that was the worst decision I'd ever seen in a horror movie in all my life. So you don't need to make that mistake. Be honest. Even if they think you're crazy and they're going to humor you, they will know the truth soon enough.